Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Shen. I'm Lei. <laughs> and this is the Wildly Not Podcast. It is. Should I announce that every time? I think every they, single time. They I need think to they know. know. No, it doesn't matter. Listen, be proud. Wildly Not. Welcome, guys. Um, <sighs> Deep sighs. <laughs> I don't want to seem too heavy. No. <laughs> um, let's check in. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, how are you? Um, I'm not bad, actually. Good. Um, I had a rough weekend. Oh. I think I mentioned this in our last podcast of checking in, but maybe you guys won't hear that one because we probably delete. Yikes. We delete that one because it was a rough night. Truth moment. Us. It was rough. <laughs> it was rough. So yeah. Maybe you may have heard that episode. Maybe okay. not. But uh, my weekend started off pretty rough. Mm. I was having a hard week and then it kind of rolled over into the weekend and I was just having a bit of a hard time. But, you know, after that evening when we recorded that yeah. podcast, I actually felt so much better. Praise God. I felt like I just needed to let things out into the air, mm. just release all that negative energy. And I was feeling good after that. Look at while they nap. Listen, a blessing for, for all. Us. <laughs> What a blessing. That's fabulous. I'm so happy to hear that. Mm -hmm. So I've been back to myself. Good. Feeling good. Feeling more productive and um, ready to take on the week. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Great. I love that. Mm. How about you? Mm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, to be honest with you. Um, I um, have started doing what you encouraged me to do which is writing things down like writing affirmations down mm. and I do that now every Monday which I kind of really like for years my girlfriends have been telling me to do that um you know constantly reiterating the value in writing things down yeah. quoting the bible write the vision make it plain like I know mm -hmm. that I should be doing that so that like you know the things that I want for my life will manifest but I'm just not a writer and I know that it's strange because I'm an English teacher and I'm always encouraging my students to write and express yeah. themselves in that way. But I don't like writing things down. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes friends. <laughs> Calls come through. And, and it's very happened. loud. But it's all good. I love that you like love Super Mario that much. Yeah. That's adorable. Nerd life. Um, but yeah, so I've been writing things down and I think that that's really helping. Um, yesterday was busy, so I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday, but I did do it this morning mm -hmm. and it was nice. I just took some time to myself. Yara was in her crib and I just like sat on my bed and I just wrote down a list of things that I, you know, want to see come to fruition. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about doing that. So Yeah, you're going to manifest that stuff, man. That's it, man. Write it down. Trust me. If you want to see it, you have to first. I guess, and the thing about it is, it, what I like it is because I think writing it down, it, it, it really compels me to believe it like, mm-hmm. and believe that it's going to happen. So I'm excited. You're committing to the thought mm-hmm. and you're almost like letting out that energy yeah. when you write it down mm-hmm. and you're just putting it out in the universe. I know like, <laughs> I feel like it's such a popular thing to say. Now, yeah, it putting does. it out in the universe. It's cliche, but. It is, but like, I'm so used to saying that already. Yeah. And I mean it, like, I don't know, whatever. Who I cares? Like it. No. I like the idea because it has always worked for me. I even mentioned that to you just before we started recording. That yeah. Everyone used to think I was a witch because <laughs> I would say things by accident and then it would happen in yeah. real life. But um, you got to speak things. Yes. Because it 100% comes true. And when you put that energy out there, good it things flourishes. happen. It does. You, you're like, and I think already what I like is just the difference between the way that I was writing. And I've only been doing it for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But just from going from like I will or this will to this is, this mm-hmm. is. And I feel mm-hmm. like just the fact that I'm now speaking like that is already an indication that it's, it's having a positive effect. Right. Because it's changing. Again, I'm changing from thinking about things in the future to thinking like, no, this is going to happen because I, I say it's going to happen. So. Yeah. I like it. Affirmations, friends. Yes, girl. Write them down. I like your outfit, by the way, today. Oh, so okay. sporty. Well, I mean, that's my thing. <laughs> For those of y'all who want to know, <laughs> wearing my championship hat because <laughs> listen. Let's go Raptors. Let's not even talk about yesterday's game. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I watched the last three minutes. It's pretty good. The last. I do not have the attention span for sports, so I always watch like the last. Three to two minutes of a game. Oh my god! And it's exciting to me. I mean, I think I definitely can understand that, like being on the edge of your seat for like those final four minutes or even the last quarter. Mm-hmm. But this game was that game was so nail biting. I was losing my mind. But I'm so happy that we got the W. So if you got kids, Yarbeen's Boutique, mm-hmm. we the North collection. We the North. We the North. <laughs> Listen, let your kids Check show their support. Me. All right, it's bomb mom time. So our bomb mom for the week is the princess Meghan. Is it Merkel? Markle? Yeah, the, the, well, yeah, the Duchess of Sussex. I don't even know if she goes like Meghan Markle anymore. <laughs> it's a full title. She's fancy. The Duchess. The Duchess of Sussex. <laughs> That's She's it. She's our bomb mom for the week because mm-hmm. um, I was scrolling through Instagram this week. Or last week. Yeah. And I saw a clip of her in an interview. And guys, I was shaken mm-hmm. to the core. The way I was triggered. Oh, my goodness. Ditto. I was in tears. Same. After that minute clip. Absolutely. 100%. I'm actually going to play it for you guys right now. Mm. Look, any woman, when they're, especially when they're pregnant, you're really vulnerable. And so that was made really challenging and then when you have a newborn you know Mm -hmm. it's a long time ago but I remember yeah yeah. you know and especially as a woman it's really it's a lot so you add this on top of just trying to be a new mom or trying to be a newlywed it's um yeah well I guess and also thank you for asking because not many people have asked if I'm okay but it's um it's a very real thing to be going through behind the scenes and the answer is would it be fair to say not really okay since 
really been a struggle. Yes. After hearing that, I honestly could relate so well with her. And you could just see in her eyes that she was being so genuine. Yeah. So raw and transparent. And postpartum is a real thing. Like whatever you experience in that postpartum period is, like she said, it's so real. Yeah. There's no other way to describe it. It is real in every aspect. Absolutely. And I think we're going to talk about postpartum today. Yeah, we're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about, you know, the difficulties associated with having a baby and kind of trying to navigate that new role. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're also going to get into like, you know, the challenges that may ensue from the minute you find out you're pregnant, because I feel like there are a number of things that happen then and feelings, um, you know, that can often generate that we try and dismiss because I think we're so big on postpartum. So it's like, okay, this is, I'm expecting these feelings towards the end, but what happens if they happen at the beginning or midway, right? How do you navigate that? So yeah, important things to discuss. Okay. Jumping right into it. So I think again, traditionally as women, especially as, you know, when, as women who may be looking to get pregnant and, or, you know, discover that they're pregnant. Postpartum is definitely a fear. Um, but it was interesting that I, when I went on the Durham region um, health site, because we know we, we already, like we already out of the fact that we're from Durham. Yeah. <laughs> um, they mentioned um, perinatal mood disorder, which is uh, very simply defined as during pregnancy or the first year of your baby's life, you may experience changes in mood. And it goes a little further to say that as many as one in five women will develop symptoms of depression and anxiety during this time, which leave them feeling unable to cope. And I think that that's really interesting because again, we're so accustomed to hearing about women who struggle or experience challenges after the baby has arrived. Right. Um, But we don't often hear about the women who again, navigate the difficulties associated with this new role throughout their pregnancy it's never talked about no and Mm -hmm. i can't imagine how that changes the game because granted fine of course once the baby arrives like like the challenges Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're endless but during pregnancy especially if you have a a tumultuous pregnancy yeah i can't imagine how like physically you're not feeling the best and now emotionally mentally like you're being like you know plagued as well like that just would be extremely difficult but it's something that i could definitely understand of course and it's sucks because like a lot of people don't even recognize that Mm -hmm. that's what they're experiencing that's what they're experiencing yeah and then they don't know how to get the help that they need me personally i i'm always anxious (laughs) like i have anxiety likewise diagnosed and Mm -hmm. when i got pregnant i mentally prepared myself i said you know what there's a high probability that i might become depressed Mm -hmm. or be very anxious my hormones are going to change and that may alter the way that I think it might make me more anxious usually I have um, a good grip on my anxiety I know my triggers I know what I need to avoid I know when I need to meditate or take some space or breathe but when you're pregnant you don't know what's going to happen to you yeah so I was like how will I prepare I tried to do, you know, hypnobirth 
exercise it. Yeah, I did all of that. I watched a couple of those videos. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) you know what? I'm not going to lie. They did help me. Oh, good. I wasn't hypnotized because I didn't go through the full course. Yeah. But um, the practices that I did get from them actually helped me a lot because because I'm so anxious. Sometimes I just get so anxious that I can't even talk myself down. Usually it's Joe that can recognize Mm -hmm. that I'm going through that process or panicking Mm -hmm. and he's able to talk me down. But I'm like, listen, I have a baby. I'm going to be more anxious. I'm going to be nesting. I'm going to be going through all these stages Mm -hmm. and I'm probably going to be out of control all the time. Yeah. The fact that you have to juggle those emotions, your hormones and work. And then I moved and, you know, I was going through a lot of (laughs) other stressful scenarios, which was not the smartest idea (laughs) to put myself in. I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to have a hard time or not mentally Mm -hmm. during this pregnancy. Luckily, it didn't get too out of hand because I was able to recognize when I needed to, you know, take a step back and really collect myself or get the help that I needed to get. And that definitely made a huge difference within my pregnancy because I was also physically sick. Mm. so uh, god yeah (laughs) the thought of it was just overwhelming just worrying about being sick alone yeah um made a huge setback in like my mental health i bet Mm -hmm. i'm very fortunate that i wasn't too too sick during my pregnancy i mean i want to say like in totality i probably threw up like five or six times which is in total yeah Yeah, I nausea I felt, but uh-huh. to like actually like physically throw up, that only probably happened like maybe about six times. That's amazing. Two of those times were horrific, like mm-hmm. projectile <gasps> vomiting. It was so bad. Like it was it was as like so bad that Leon had to remove the sink because I went behind the sink in the powder room and he had to remove the sink <gasps> and wipe behind. It was horrific. That's so funny. Yeah, it was. I don't want to say funny. But I mean, it was but it was funny. like in hindsight, it's hilarious, especially because I was like, I have to throw up. And he's like, go to the washroom. I'm like, no, I don't want to throw up. Like, and I was like, You're so in denial. Seriously, like, I don't understand why I was like trying to convince myself. I was talking myself out of throwing up. It's I like, Leanne. And the thing about it is, at that point, Yara was like, her, she was putting so much pressure, I felt like, in the, like on the middle of my stomach. So all it took was for her to make one subtle movement and then boom, everything was oh out. My so God. it was one of those. Um, but naturally, uh, I also am very anxious. And I mean, I've never been diagnosed, but I'm pretty confident that if I went, I would definitely have uh, the characteristics of someone who suffers from anxiety because I'm always, always, always like, my mind will just go places and then it like paralyzes me. Mm -hmm. I've had to pull over on the road before, like on the side of the road from like, like hyperventilating, having panic attacks. Like it's just crazy, which is one of the reasons why I started seeing a therapist before I had a baby. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I'm super pro therapy. If anybody wants to contact my therapist, I will give you that information. <laughs> Feel free to like to DM us because she's awesome. I've already shared her with a few of my friends. She's amazing. Do you know Loretta Devine? Yes. Yes. She, that's what she looks like. That's how you described her to me. She's amazing. amazing. <laughs> she's like this, this beautiful black jolly lady and she's just amazing. Um, but yeah, she was really helping me prior to, uh, pregnancy. And unfortunately, once I got pregnant, it just got challenging to get down there. Um, but I was so concerned about postpartum that I contemplated and like almost went through with, um, encapsulating my placenta. 
So I had read that like, I did too. Placenta <laughs> cancellation was going to reduce the likelihood of postpartum, and we had budgeted for it. Like that's how serious Leon and I were about it. And because Leon was like, "I'll do whatever it takes." It's like I know how you are, and I want to mm-hmm. support you. Um, but then it was like three weeks before um, I delivered. One of the midwives was like, "Did you not see that article?" And she sent me the article about the woman, this woman uh, who is like um, a doula, and she's like a renowned business in Toronto. Yeah. And how she'd mixed up people's placentas. <gasps> yeah. And people were getting crazy sick. Like a number of people had fell ill as a result of having. So I was like, nah. <laughs> Yuck. Like, nope. Could you imagine? Work. I could not. Have you seen that thing? Yes. Listen, let me tell you something. When I saw, when, no, there was no, Ew. I was already grossed out prior to giving birth. When I gave birth and my like midwife but you know, when I pushed that placenta out, she lifted it up and showed it to me. I'm like, I can't even imagine ingesting someone else's placenta, even if it's in capsule form. So yeah. I can't actually taste it. No, thanks. Disgusting. No. So yeah, nice. we just forfeited that idea. And we're just like, I'm, he's like, I'm just going to support you. And we're just going to rely on our family and our friends. And if you want to start going back to your therapist, then you know what? That's fine. I'll watch yard and you can go. Like, mm-hmm. we'll do whatever we can. Like prayer, you name it. Um, but the placenta encapsulation thing was not going to work. If anyone's done that, please like let us know. I'm curious. I'm so curious. <laughs> I do have a friend who did it, and she said it was a lifesaver for her. She really? lo- She swears by it. She swears by it. She gave me the number of the company that she used, and it wasn't the same company. Yeah. Um, but I was just so turned off by the, the experience. I said, forget it. Yeah, but that's sickening. Yeah, she used she did, she did it, and she said it was like it saved her. I'm so. Mm-hmm. Curious Same. To see how people's experiences were. <laughs> I really wanted to do it. I, I was like, like I said, I budgeted for it. Like we got like money from our shower. We were like saving our own money. And then I'm like, okay, so this is like three fifty for this and this. And we had already arranged, okay, Leon, you're going to pick it up. Like yeah. it was done. It was set in stone. And that's how my, like my midwife was like, you, you, you really need to think twice about this. Like I, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm like, okay. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, like I'm grossed out now. It's pretty nasty. Um, but yeah, I also um, was moved to tears when I watched that video because she was super raw, really authentic, and she just like she just let us know like it's not easy, like balancing all of those, wearing all of those hats, and doing so in the public eye is not easy. Yeah, and they were not easy on her. No, they, they're still not easy on her. I know. Like, everybody, like, in the royal kingdom, of course, it's like, you're in the limelight, so you're going to be under a microscope. But, my God, the fact that she's the first woman of color to ever set foot. So, you know, that's <laughs> going to be negative. You know what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. God. So, she's just like, yeah, it's rough. So, I read, actually, a thread, and because I'm, I'm obsessed with reading comments, where people were like, I don't get it. Like, she's wealthy. Like, what do you have to worry about? And, like... That's when you just don't really understand like how like physiologically a woman's body works because it's like it has nothing to do with wealth or like no it's you just, can't buy that no off. you can't do anything about it it's your body yeah yeah and you just have to you know adjust to your body's adjustments mm-hmm. and just wait it out and yeah. see what happens to you and experience it and go through it yeah. in order to understand what's happening to your body. And sometimes it's, it is just natural and you just have to learn how to cope with yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just you. It's you. It's your body. It's, yeah. It's your mind. It's, mm-hmm. it's just trying to get back to normal and things become unbalanced and, 
you know, it's hard to adjust to, but, you know, that's why they have support support systems, community support, yeah, doctors, family members, friends. I think all of those things are important. Mama community. Yeah. But I think what they represent is more important than even what they provide, mm-hmm. which is that, like, you're not alone. Because yeah. I feel like that is the hardest piece, is that, like, when you're experiencing that, it's, like, so... Um, it's so polar opposite to what you feel like you should be experiencing. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's a baby. Like, mm-hmm. I have a baby. I'm a mom. Like, this is something that, like, so many women, like, aspire towards. Like, they want this. Like, mm-hmm. why am I unhappy? What am I, like, why am I feeling this way? I shouldn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. And you know the mm-hmm. craziest thing about, about after having a baby, um, from my experience, it wasn't even about winter. It was... It was me. Mm. It wasn't even her. I wasn't overwhelmed. Okay, you know what? Let me backtrack <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> and let me just go through. I made a little bit of symptom notes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> just so you guys can have like a point of reference yeah. about postpartum. So I'm going to read this to you guys because I got my little laptop That's here. Then. You know, we over here. Light for you guys. I'm like, let us like preface this by saying like we are not clinicians. Like we are not experts. Like, no. Nothing of the sort. We're just two moms kicking it sharing our experiences <laughs> and that's it and we're trying to help you guys mm-hmm. understand us yes while we try to understand motherhood oh and my gosh. life and y'all <laughs> right because <laughs> i know you guys are going through the same thing many of you are and mm-hmm. that's good that's well it's not good but it's cool because we're in this together yeah come on mom tribe that's right so of course before i had the baby i was super anxious about experiencing postpartum mm-hmm. depression that um, I did so much research. Like I was just in my, I bought books. Did you? I was online. I think I was just going through like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was spiraling out of control. Yeah, yeah. Being so anxious about it that how can I stop it? How can I prevent it? How can I avoid it? Like you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, if I you know eat this or <laughs> if I exercise immediately. Maybe I can eliminate postpartum depression. Like maybe if she lets me sleep, I'll be feeling a lot better. Sometimes people don't even recognize that they're experiencing postpartum depression. I know I had friends that had babies and they fully isolated themselves. And, you know, we're going through it. And being on the outside, I knew that, okay, these are the symptoms of postpartum depression. Yeah. And maybe they're unaware and you want to reach out to them and give them help or let them know that, like, we're here for support. And if they knew that these are common symptoms, then maybe they would be more receptive to support. Yeah. There were a lot of people that were like, I'm just fine. I just want to be alone. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because they just didn't know. Yeah. So I looked up a couple of things, and here are my finds. (laughs) (laughs) Some findings, friends. (laughs) So I'm just going to define postpartum, which means that the time after childbirth, most women get baby blues. And this was very interesting to me because I was just like, I can't relate because that did not happen to me exactly. And yeah. this is just like loose findings. So you'd feel baby blues, feeling sad or empty. And within a few days after giving birth, most moms will experience this postpartum baby blues. And it common, commonly makes you feel mood swings, crying spells, anxiety, and difficulty sleeping, which makes sense because you're tired. Oh, my God. You know, you're you sleep deprived from before you even have the baby because you're so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have mood swings because, again, sleep deprived. Yeah. 
And, and your hormones are everywhere. Yeah, and you're wor- you're worried. You're coming home for the first time with a baby, and you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this seems normal. I feel like this will pass in a day or two because you're going to get used to it. And that's what my findings told me. So yeah. I was like, okay, it will pass. So then I kept reading. I was like, okay, I'm going to have mood swings. Fine. <laughs> I'm going to feel anxiety. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to feel sadness and uh irritable overwhelmed maybe i'll cry a little bit um appetite problems trouble sleeping so all these things just seemed pretty general and i was like okay this seems like i will go through this this Mm -hmm. will be something i'd have to go through because it's a new baby who wouldn't feel a bit worried Mm -hmm. and for me personally i did not experience postpartum depression exactly but i definitely felt postpartum anxiety and I didn't know that was a real condition Mm -hmm. until I had um you know like those telehealth nurses that yeah did they call you after you had a baby no so because I used midwifery right oh yeah Yeah. so they called and came to check up on me Mm -hmm. because I registered for it okay like to come for an in-home check yeah and I was telling her like my symptoms, and I'm like, listen, I haven't slept in two weeks. Yikes! At all, mm-hmm. I s- I would literally lay over the baby's bassinet at the edge of my bed, like this in absolute. I don't even know how to explain the feeling. Mm-hmm. I was terrified at all times. Yeah, I would have the weirdest thoughts that someone will walk up my stairs and just throw my baby out the window. Oh wow. It was like the weirdest, craziest scenarios. And I was in a panic at all times. I was scared, worried, overwhelmed for nothing. The baby was sleeping. Yeah. Like when she's brand new, she was sleeping for like 12, 13, 14 hours a day. Yeah. And I was just terrified Mm -hmm. at all times. And I remember telling the nurse when she came and she's like, you know what? A lot of people don't talk about this, but postpartum anxiety is different from postpartum depression yeah so i ended up telling her that like i already suffer from suffer from anxiety and i had a feeling this might happen but i want to avoid medication and you know she gave me some tips i also just called like, a therapist and you know we talked it through you know i got my exercises whatever and i was like you know what it, I will get through it. Luckily, like John is already aware of my condition and mm-hmm. he's very supportive and he knows what triggers me and he knows how to talk me down. Mm-hmm. And it was very rough. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm going to say two months. Yeah. Long. I can't even remember it anymore because I was not even in my, I felt like I wasn't even in my right mind. It was so rough. Mm -hmm. And when it was over, I was like, oh my God, 
Yeah. What was I doing? <laughs> How did I make it through? I don't even recall. And it was so hard. Like the hardest part about that was that I felt like I missed out on my baby. Mm. Yeah. I felt like I can't remember her being brand new because I was not even present. Yeah. Because I was in a constant state of like panic. Yeah. And honestly, that was so heartbreaking to me. Yeah. But, you know. I got through it. You did. <laughs> you definitely did. And I feel like you, it's so funny that you mentioned that because, like, I think definitely I suffered from both Leon and I, to be honest, from a similar uh, case of, of a postpartum anxiety where we were just, we were so afraid of Yara dying of SIDS. Yeah. We were so crippled by that idea that, like, during the day it was fine. Um, because like we would we would sleep in intervals, so mm-hmm. I sleep, he sleeps. That yeah. was the only reason why. So like when you said that you hadn't slept in two weeks, the only reason why that I during those first two weeks of, of Yara's life, why I was able to get sleep is because we legitimately did it in inter like we did it like we tag teamed. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay, so you're gonna sleep for three hours, and then I'm gonna sleep, and it's not because the baby's awake; it's because someone has to be awake to At watch her sleep. Yeah, yeah. Like it was ridiculous. It was so crazy, and I remember my mom saying like. Leanne, trust me, everybody does it. Like, it happens. Like, you know what? You, you got to try to go to sleep. And I remember speaking to one of my, my sister's really good friends uh. who says something similar. But I'm like, but this can't be life. You like, hear it, but I can't keep doing this. It. It's not functioning. Listen to the wine pour, friends. <laughs> I hope you go, didn't go, hear go. That. Um, But yeah, and it was, it was, it was really crazy. Um, and then there was just, I just, there was just one day where I woke up and I told Leon, I'm like, we can't do this. We we legitimately can no longer do this. And both Leon and I got down on our hands and our knees and we put down a piece of prayer and we said we have to give the baby to God. Because if we we can't do this, how are we gonna survive? What would like what is this? <laughs> like what it, is it can't so be like. you see for three, I see for and it was like like clockwork. We'd set an alarm and then he would just come and wake me up, like, hey, it's my, I, I need to sleep now. Like, what? What is that? That must be so difficult. Yeah, so That's for those hard. first two weeks it was tough. And Following that, it was challenging. I don't think that I experienced, um, like, once we got that in check, I think I was fine. Were there moments where I was overwhelmed? Sure. Were there moments where I cried? Absolutely. But I feel like a lot of that stuff was just attributed to being a new mom and the fact that I was nursing and my nipples felt like they were falling off. So (laughs) it was crazy because I was nursing right around the clock and it just felt, it felt like that. It just felt like there was never, like, a moment where Yara didn't want to nurse. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that was really challenging for me I was because in a similar respect I was like I know this is a blessing the fact that I can nurse is a blessing because that doesn't come easy for everybody but oh my gosh like I just kind of want to give her a bottle and be okay with it mm-hmm. and not feel guilty about it so I did at 12 days old against the um advisement of my midwife and some of my family I'm like I'm pumping giving her a bottle because I need a break and it was amazing. It was so, so nice. She did not have nipple confusion. She was fine. And I was fine. So I say that little bit to say, like, you have to do what's best for you and whatever you can to preserve your mental health. It's true. Regardless of what. And that was my problem. I didn't. I did. I did the opposite. Mm. I stressed myself out so much because mm. I, again, was advised, you know, you have to breastfeed. Oh, my and gosh. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Long yeah. story short, 
I could not produce any milk. Mm-hmm. I would breast. I breastfed maybe the day she was born. I was in the hospital for almost a week because okay. I had high blood pressure. Speaking of and breastfeeding, like my milk's coming in. Yeah, <laughs> my chest. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hadn't did feed your Mister Lunch feeding, and now it's like my chest feels huge. But as you as you were, <laughs> yeah. So we were in the hospital for almost a week and. I remember I was like, I have to breastfeed. I do not want to give her formula. Mm -hmm. This is what I wanted to do. This is my plan. Yeah. And um, I don't forget what it was, but my nipples are too small. Mm. (laughs) So she couldn't latch on well. Oh. So I had to get nipple guards. Oh. And it helped. I got those at one point when I was in a lot of pain. It definitely helped because, yeah, she was getting a bit of milk and eventually I was like this is weird I don't know if she's getting enough food yeah and they were like okay we'll just keep trying keep trying oh yeah because I'm like yeah I want to keep trying I want to keep trying but they're keep like chugging. also don't try too much because your blood pressure is dangerously high yeah so I was like okay I'm like okay let me breathe let me eat something let me relax and then try again and then it got to the point where I was trying so much that both of my nipples were bleeding <laughs> and <laughs> The nurse was like, I'm really sorry. This is like day five. And they're like, I'm sorry. I know you really didn't want to give her a formula, but you can't. You can't nurse her oh. with bleeding, torn up nipples. It, it's You can't do it. You have to oh. face reality that it's not going to happen. And you might not just have enough milk. Yeah. So I was like, I can still do it. They're like, oh. well, you can later. When yeah. it heals... We're going to give her formula. Until then, yeah. Go to sleep. We'll feed her. I remember the nurse took the baby from me and fed her while I went to sleep for like a couple hours. Yeah. They were really nice at the hospital. The nurses, they loved winter, so they took her took her for a walk. Yeah. Fed her. I slept. I went home, and I was like, okay, maybe I got this. I've tri- I tried everything. Breastfeeding clinic, teas, cookies, oils. Everything Jeez. you can think of to try to get breast milk. Oh wow! And I think that also attributed to the sh- the anxiety. Absolutely! That I had. Oh my god! I was pumping all day. I was like, I heard it's better to pump at night. I'd wake up at like three in the morning. Oh uh, wow! Till like three to six, I'd be pumping, and I'd get like two ounces. Oh my god, no! <laughs> and eventually, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm mm-hmm. so tired. I'm so tired. Damn. And Winter is upset, and I'm like, she's probably so hungry. Starving. Right. Yeah. So I started giving her a bottle, and I felt so guilty. Oh, my gosh. I felt so awful as a human being. Oh, man. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Sometimes people don't have the luxury of this, and I can't beat myself up. Like, what can I do? What can I do? There's nothing I can do. And what matters right now is if my baby is fed. Amen. And healthy. That's what makes you a good mom. And I had to tell myself that, that like my baby needs to be fed and wherever I get this food from is where she will get it. That's it. And honestly, me starting giving starting to give her formula made such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Because I could I could rest. Yeah. And you could, I could like give John a bottle someone, exactly jealous. And just walk away. <laughs> yep. And that definitely was like a turning point for me and mm-hmm. my anxiety um, because I can have like a second to myself to breathe. Another moment, I, actually, you know, the moment that made me actually turn everything around. I don't know what it was, but there was a day. I'll never forget this day. It was on Valentine's Day. Mm. 
I was dead tired. And usually I wake up in the morning. Um, I try to nurse her. And then I go and get her a bottle. And I remember walking down my stairs. And I don't know what happened. But I just fell down the stairs. The oh, stairs wow. With the baby in my hand. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I remember I had her like this. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to fall. And I remember scooping her into my boobs. Mm -hmm. She was still really small. Yeah. I scooped her and tucked her into my boobs and just like stiffened my body and fell <laughs> backwards. Wow. And just took the whole fall. She oh my was gosh. unbothered. She, she just like looked at me <laughs> and like John was downstairs because he was working. Oh my God. He must have ran. Like and he ran and he just like took her from me. He's like, give her to me. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy woman. Get out of here. And he's like, is she okay? And she's just like looking at him yeah. like unbothered because she's just bouncing up and down in yeah. my boobs. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, cushioned. I'm like, she's okay. And he's like, she's fine. And I'm like, okay. I think I'm back to myself. Like, it almost like knocked the sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Knocked the sense back into me, man. Because I was like, yo, after this day for it, this baby will never get hurt again. Yeah, in that's her it. Life, I will do whatever it takes, even if I destroy my bones. Exactly. These old bones. <laughs> <laughs> These old raggedy bones. <laughs> they were built for this. No, that's awesome. I love that. And I think that's what happened. I think you were just like the sense. And like, you know, I wouldn't even say the sense because I don't, I don't want to say that you were, there was an absence of, of, of common sense or sense. I just felt like there was sis. Yeah, I know. I feel like because, you know what, you were operating with out of love. And I think that that is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like you what happened in that moment is it was no longer a competing um, competing forces, love and, and and sense. I think they're operating now simultaneously. Yeah, we love her, but we're going to do what's best for her because mm -hmm. we love her. And it's kind mm -hmm. of like that reoccurring um cycle which i think is awesome i think it's interesting that you mentioned that you did so much research because i feel like to be honest with you i think the two things that i threw out the window or avoided doing to preserve my sanity and my mental health was avoiding research mm -hmm. and no expectations yeah everyone to the bitter end everyone's like do you have a birth plan i'm like no yeah i'm like because what's the point I in wish. the moment, like if I have a birth, is, does I knew that if I had this birth plan and things didn't go as planned, my anxiety would go through the freaking roof. Yeah. So I had absolutely no birth plan. I remember my friend kept asking me, why don't you, I don't want to make one. I don't. I just want to go in. Everyone's like, are you going to have an epidural? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I will make that decision once I get there. And I'm glad because back labor was ridiculous. And I had not. Imagine if you prepared. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't even on my radar. Same thing for breastfeeding. I bought formula. I got, I had all those, um, what's it called? Um, I, I subscribed to like all those different like oh, parent yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. I got lots of free samples and then someone had purchased some for me. I didn't have to buy. That's a good thing. But I did get some from my shower and I had it. I stocked it in the bag. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know which way this is going to go. And I'm okay with whatever way it goes because these, like this thing was developed for a reason. <laughs> like yeah. it can't be, can't cause harm to children if it's developed for babies. Yeah. So yeah, I think that just eliminating like my expectations and not just overdoing it with research was in, like was instrumental in terms of me preserving my mental health. Because I know I would have been, yeah, I would have just gone over the deep end. Yeah, I definitely have learned my lesson. Right. Um, that was like a rookie mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I sure. should have known <laughs> to not prepare for this. Yeah. But honestly, by doing that and then fumbling the ball so hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It definitely taught me that this is life. I can't, yeah. I can't plan 
life itself. Exactly. I just have to roll with the punches because you can't control people. Yeah. Um, I'm my own self and I'm unpredictable. So why yeah. can't I expect life to be unpredictable? For sure. So definitely I have loosened the reins on my life. Yeah. I only am extra sometimes. <laughs> I'm still pretty damn extra. <laughs> that ain't never going to change. And if you've met Yarby, you know that she's equally as extra. So there is, yeah. I think the other thing that I want to note, though, is that I think as first-time moms, we referenced the fact that, like, we were, you know, really anxious about potentially developing postpartum and wanted to make sure that we did what we could. One thing that I did do is I visited a nutritionist who told mm -hmm. me that one of the number one reasons why women suffer from postpartum is because of a lack of nutrition. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're not eating. Like, they're just not eating. They're going, going, going. They're trying to feed. They're trying to, and they're not eating. Yeah. He's like, so just make sure that you're getting enough food. Yeah. He's like, that's going to have a huge, and for me, who's like just hungry all the goddamn time, mm -hmm. that was important for me to consider. So I remember buying like um, just it was like a protein powder type thing that had, yeah. I think it's called, I don't remember, the one that has like seven of the essential um, like superfoods and all this other stuff. Anyways, got it from Healthy Planet. He's like, if you can't afford to sit down and spoon food into your mouth, drink. Mm -hmm. He's like, you have to make this shake at least a couple times a day and mm -hmm. that'll keep you going. So yeah. that was huge for me um, in terms of like just making sure that uh, I had my head on straight. And... Also now understanding that postpartum isn't something that's specific to new mom, mm -mm. right? So hearing about like moms who have had three kids and yeah. on their fourth kid, boom, like all right. of a sudden, like, and you know, because I feel like that's harder to talk about because they're like, well, what do you, what's what's wrong with you? You already have, you've done this before. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? You know these reins, but it's, again, I think it's the idea that like you can't really control it, so to speak. And that's why I was saying it. people um, usually sit, think that mm -hmm. it's about the children why you get depressed yeah but it's not about the kids not not exclusively not exactly yeah but it's it, almost a reaction it's reactional because mm -hmm. winter could be just having a normal day and because i'm overwhelmed yeah she overwhelms me yes very true so i'm like it's about me i need to focus on me and that's why we also mentioned mentioned in our past episode that self-care is so important mm-hmm because if you can't help yourself, you can't help anybody else. Amen. So you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Sister, and get the support that you need. And that was another thing that kind of threw me for a loop. What? Is when I was doing my research is the mom community on the shade. What? They're the ones that scared me the most. Uh, yeah. You guys should be more supportive. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them are, are like... And I, and I think it's weird because I, 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 sometimes I feel like the, it's, it's like the intent versus the impact, right? Yeah. So there might be good intentions, even in like the delivery, like though it may not necessarily suit your liking, it, the intent may be pure, mm -hmm. but the impact is horrific. Yeah, like <laughs> mommy mafia. Yeah, so it's like, oh my gosh. So yeah, that's like I, I was. That's when you mentioned the idea about like I have to breastfeed. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that sounds like that came from somewhere. Like, where did that overarching feeling and like pressure to make sure that you produce milk so that you feed? Like, it's like hearing other moms, yeah, and people in your life, and then the mom mafia like breastfeeding yes. is best. Breast, breast is, is best. best. Breast is best. <laughs> Don't give them that poison. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, oh my god, poison? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't give my child poison. <laughs> yeah, so then it kind of created that some subconscious um, 
like worry inside yeah. of me saying like, okay, you know what? I can produce milk. It's natural. Why won't I give it to my baby? Yeah, yeah. Now I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that, you know, my body just can't do it. Yeah. It ain't with it. Exactly. <laughs> I, what can I do? Yeah. What can I do? It's kind of a similar thing to women who aren't able to produce naturally, like who mm-hmm. aren't able to reproduce, yeah. right? It's like for as long as life, you're like, I'm a woman. So whenever I'm ready to have a child, I will. And when you mm-hmm. can't, you somehow feel defective. Yeah. And then I feel like, I think that, that that's like heightened when you are successful in giving birth because you're like, oh, so I, I can have babies. Mm-hmm. So then then it's like, okay, well, I can do that. So I must be able to do this. Yeah. And when you can't, then it's just like, yeah, that, that, that you just you're consumed by the sadness of not, not being, being able, able yeah. to be a good mom. Because exactly. I can't do this for my baby. Yeah. We're going to give you guys a couple tips. Um, if there are moms who are listening who are new moms or we have listeners who are, you know, hoping to have children one day just to be, uh, yeah, we're going to give you some tips and some suggestions to help avoid um, postpartum. So, again, one of the things that I think is imperative and something that I, I stand true to because I'm a foodie is mm-hmm. eat. Make sure you're eating. You need to eat. You have to. You need the nourishment. Like, you have to think, especially if you're breastfeeding. My God, Mm -hmm. it takes so much out of you. It's true. Like, take it from me, who now is, like, 10 months strong with Yara. Like, even now, if I breastfeed Yara, like, with, like, two consecutive sessions without eating, uh, my head is throbbing. I'm, like, so disoriented. It just takes a lot out of you. You have to make sure that you're providing yourself with the nourishment that you need to get the job done. So please make sure you are eating and eating well. Yes. Oh, this is an interesting one. Avoiding making major life changes during or right after birth. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, well, we both bought homes. (laughs) And it didn't go so smoothly. Oh, boy. Oh boy! Yeah, I think I made every rookie mistake possible Listen, during this. Ditto. <laughs> ditto. That definitely contributed to um, our issue. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you a little something. I don't know if John wants me to share this. Uh oh. <laughs> but when we just moved into our house, it was in our whole neighborhood is a new development, and one. You know how it goes when you buy a brand spanking new home. There's some kinks. Oh boy! <laughs> so there, one where actual structural kinks in our home so that <laughs> annoyed me oh boy and uh two in durham here where it used to be all fields <laughs> when you uh, tear things down there are mice oh my god so <laughs> coming up the steps no it wasn't up the steps they were in the walls ah so they didn't do quite a good job and I remember it happened just before I had the baby. I lost my... So you just hear them like scurrying all over the place? They came one night. We were watching Game of Thrones. Don't even scare me. I cannot with mice. It's like I actually... I I can't breathe. So this was one of the things that contributed to my anxiety. 100%. Like thinking about it alone is making making me shake. Mm -mm. We were watching TV... And I look over and swore I saw something scurrying. No, Lord. And I'm like, <laughs> this baby has me losing my goddamn mind. Must. I was like, John, I'm probably crazy, but I swore something else. <laughs> uh-uh. And then he was like, yeah, you're crazy. This is a new house. <laughs> right? Then I saw it again and I said, no! 
<laughs> I started crying. Real tears. Yeah, I cried no, real that tears. So I email like um, the builder and I'm like, listen, listen, quick. You better be here first thing. First sunrise. Yeah. Come to my house, please, because there are rodents in my home. And I send John out. It was like midnight. I send John out. I don't know where you're going to find these mouse traps, but you better go leave the house right now and find a mouse trap because yeah. I'm not leaving this couch. Because <laughs> I'm standing on top of the counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not coming down until the mouse You better come back found. because I got to pee often, okay? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, long story short, it was really heartbreaking to me, but like seven mice late. <laughs> Seven? Seven. Seven too many. No. That's we caught it. seven. It was about a span of maybe three almost a month. That's crazy. Yeah. They came they came and they're like impossible. I first I went to the builder because you see how they have like, mm-hmm. those trailers. So I waddled over there. And oh was my like, god. Listen, I got mice in my house. You guys ain't coming quick enough. Not and my brand new I'm like, house. If I have oh my gosh. this baby and there's a mouse in this house. It's going to be a problem because I'm going to roll up here again with my lawyers. Yeah. And they're like, no, is your house clean? I'm like, bitch, this house is new. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? You're clean. No, that's disrespectful. (laughs) Listen. I was so upset. Oh, the piece of person that I did. Sorry, mommy. (laughs) But honestly, they were like, there's no way. Like the way they build it, they're not like your houses aren't connected. So I don't know how they would get in here. So it must be a mess. I'm like, there's no mess. I don't even eat here. I'm going to work. I come home and I sleep. Are you freaking kidding me right now? So I was like, get the hell out of here. here Now they ended up. I'm knocking somebody out. My father-in-law and my brother, because my brother's a plumber. He came in and he checked like the piping. He's like, yeah, they didn't do this good. So he like sealed things up in the bathroom over Mm -hmm. there. And then my father-in-law sealed things up under the sink. Nice. And then they, they were gone. But the fact that it took a month, no. I destroyed those people. Yeah. In every way. I, I don't know what how they compensated you, but. They are destroyed. I would have been done. I would have gotten a cat, first of all. So that's it. I, I would have told John, cat. I'm like, like, go out and get a cat. Me and cats? <laughs> me neither. But you know what? Like We can't. Like Seven? <laughs> seven is too, No. Honestly. Seven? It, oh I, I didn't sleep. That, and that contributed to. Uh, the lack of sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Scratchy, scratchy, scratchy. Sleep. No, thank you. I couldn't you. breathe. No. I couldn't eat. I was in a constant state. No. And that's why I was so worried. Like, I, I started off before this baby in a constant state of panic. Jesus. And then had a baby in a constant state of panic. Jesus. And then the fact that I had high blood pressure and they're like, oh, you can have a stroke at any moment. Constant state of panic. That's good to know. <laughs> Not being able to breastfeed. It wasn't a great time for me, but that was the past. I moved forward. <laughs> And, you know, I'm feeling good. <laughs> but listen, those are some of the tips, right? I think that we gave, I don't know what we gave, two, three? I think we gave two. Eat well, sleep well, and... Avoid stressful situations. Absolutely. Um, uh, do research. If you want sign, to. Uh, not intensely, if you but <laughs> look on signs of, look up signs to look for. Yes. it's better to be aware so that you can ask for help. For sure. And that's what, that's the, uh, that's the, that's it. The last one. Don't go too deep. Don't make the same mistakes I did. Mm. Go too deep. Like for someone that already lives with anxiety, I did everything to destroy myself. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's it, friends. I think so. I feel like this was like kind of 
It was a long one, but it needs to be lengthy because I feel like there's a lot to talk about and we need to do it justice. So I hope this was helpful. I honestly, I feel like we could have even a part two of this. Oh, for sure. And part Maybe two with a guest. Yeah. That can give us yes. some actual facts mm-hmm. and stats. I'd love that. And, and um, maybe to share their own experience, too, which I also really like. Yes. I wish that you guys can share your experiences mm-hmm. with us. Can you can you talk to us, please? On, I know. Um, we're a little Instagram? lonely. <laughs> Chat with us. I was just telling Shan that, like, I have uh, fantastic fans and fans. This is me. Fans. Fans. I got my friends. Friends. Yeah, right. I have fantastic friends and family who, like, give me feedback on, on like, the topics and give me suggestions. Um, but I would love for those feedback, those feedback, I can't speak, that feedback and, and those suggestions to be shared. So I think the best space to provide that information is on the Instagram and on the, yeah, on our podcast platforms. So please share with us on Instagram. Yeah, kind of what your thoughts leave are. comments and then mm. everyone can join in on the dialogue. Yeah. Because um, you never know, your comments can be featured on our next episode. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get you guys involved. We, we are. We talk to you guys. So hello. Chat to us. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. And don't forget to um, nominate Bomb Moms. Because yes. we all know so many incredible moms. So Every each day week, of your lives. Right? We want to be able to share one each. This week, we just decided to go and collab on Meghan Markle because, you know what, she just needs that much love. Sister Duchess. But, <laughs> I know, right? But uh, going forward, there'll definitely be one from her, one from me, and preferably, hopefully, one from one of you as well. So please share. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. One from, um, from the audience. Okay, serious so talking to us. But I think... I think that was it. Nap time. Nap time is over. over. I hope this was helpful to you guys. It was nice chatting. I hope you guys could take something away from this. And we will talk to you guys next week. We will. Bye, friends. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.